Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Trap the Girls Talk podcast on Kings of Anglia. I'm your host, Rost, with a sore throat, but I'm going to carry on, as you do, as a trooper and all that. I'm joined by my co-host and town woman skipper, Blue Wilson, and a very special guest in town's woman goalkeeper, Sarah Quantrell. We're going to talk and discuss, we're going to celebrate, we're going to enjoy the win against Southampton. Um, talk about Sarah's career as a whole and, of course, look ahead to the FA Cup against Crawley Wasps. I want to go over to Blue, my co-host. Blue, how are you? Um, surgery was a success. How are you feeling? How did it go? And let us know all about it. Yeah, so surgery was a success. Um, I'm just, When we're recording this, I'm six days post-op. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's not been the most fun six days of my life, I have to say. But, um, yeah, definitely seeing improvements and I've been told my knee's in a good place. Um, so, yeah, I think there'll be quite a lot more pain um, to come. I'm sure of it. But, um, yeah, in a good place and glad it's over with and get on with rehab and getting back onto the pitch. Definitely. And um, I remember messaging you on Sunday um, how you were and also you were just saying, I'm buzzing because we've won. <laughs> uh, that probably gave you that just that little bit of... Five minutes of pain-free, just for that minute, just to enjoy. But then, of course, back to the, the pain of the surgery. But um, it's great to have you on the pod, as always. Um, and we have a special guest. We were, we were buzzing about this last week. Uh, and we have got Sarah with us. Another clean sheet. Yes, Sarah, that's... welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you're, um, of course, you're a keen listener. I think you're one of our top fans. I think I, I see every week you're saying, good show again, good show and all that. Um, but let's... Let you lead the way on talking about the Southampton win, a 2-0 win against our biggest rivals, our promotion rivals, their first ever defeat in the league since their formation 2017. So it was a big win. Um, Your opening thoughts on the win? Oh, it was amazing. Buzzing. Um, It was such a good atmosphere. Obviously, they had the record crowd as well. I think it beat some of the Super League attendances. So like the atmosphere was just buzzing. Our fans were obviously there as well. Cause of trouble. But buzzing as yeah. well, <laughs> singing along, helping us through it. And yeah, I think everyone was just so relieved as well that we got the three points. Yeah, the big thing about the game, of course, was the men were on Saturday against Sunderland. And those fans who were at Sunderland, I'm, I'm a bit of a lightweight. I didn't do the trip. I didn't do the same trip. I, I stayed in Newcastle. But uh, yeah, the fans blew. Like them travelling and supporting and, you know, great attendances. As, said, as Sarah said, WSL crowds weren't as big as that game and of course it was a big game in our division but give crops to them straight away on this podcast yeah it's it's amazing as usual the, our fans are leading the way I think we probably have got the best fans in the country I mean slight bias but I think we probably yeah. have um yeah it's just insane I think I spoke to Joe um and a few other people and they were saying how how big they were and how noticeable they were in the Southampton game. I think they were, they were chanting throughout. Um, I think some of the chants were quite quite funny. Um, I'm not going to say them on here, but yeah, um, <laughs> quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, the fans are great. Um, I think they really add to the occasion, especially when you see the the video of the EK fist pump when we all join in at the end and you see them all there. It's just like, oh. Mate, it is, I've watched that video quite a few times over the past few days. Um, I wish I was there. Um, but, yeah, it's great to see. And So it's a win. It's a win against our biggest rivals. Um, I think we've got we've got a lot of games to go, 15 to go. Um, so it's three points. It's three big points. But 
a massive step forward, um, especially after losing to them a few weeks ago. Definitely, as as we said, it was round two of the trilogy and it went to town. Um, Sarah, was there much difference to this game from the cup game? Of course, cup game is it is what it is, but this is uh, three points on the line, a, a game that we needed to win and we did so. Um, is it much difference from the two games? Um, I think we were probably more relaxed. I think we didn't feel the pressure so much. We were obviously going into the Saturday thinking we could actually come here and get a positive result. And I think everyone was confident, but not overconfident. And then going into the game, yeah, it was a it was a good warm up. And as soon as like the whistle goes, it's just any other game. You've just got to score first, and the fans were singing us through it the whole the whole game, which I think helped as well. Even like when it got a bit tense and we were under pressure, we could still hear our fans like singing and encouraging us. Yeah. And let's talk about the goals then, the moment that um, probably brought the stadium alive, um, definitely for the town fans' point of view. Um, Tash, towering, towering header, Laffy's fantastic ball into the box. Um, before I go over to you, Blue, uh, Sarah, what was your reaction when that went in? I'm sure that was like just relief, but also like, ah, what to do? <laughs> it was a bit because it was like, it's so, it was such a knife edge. And it was like, obviously, one fine moment we knew we'd probably win the game. Yeah. And when we got a, that free kick that close to the penalty box, like we know how good Laff is at delivering a set piece, and obviously Tash is never never going to miss a header from there. Yeah. So once we got that first goal, I think it settled us down a bit, and then we started to enjoy enjoy the battle. Indeed, and I think we were expecting a battle. And, and Blue, let's talk about both of the goals then, um, as as we just said about Tash's goal. But um, then it was Zoe Barrett Baza. Um, being like a poacher finish as ever, seven goals for her this year, scoring a great goal. Um, yeah, talk about the goals. You, you've seen them back. What, what's your thoughts on them? Two set pieces, um, fine margins, and we made them count. Um, I think that that really sums up how how small the margins are in football between the the, the best and the very best. And I think this time we've we've shown with control actually, and we've won the game that. We've won the game 2-0 with a clean sheet um, against a team who've scored the most goals in the league and conceded pretty much none. So I think, yeah, I mean, that we'd love to score great goals with flowing football and big pass strings, but those two goals have counted most. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my reaction was, I think I was having roast dinner at the time actually when the first goal went in yeah. I was re refreshing Twitter like a crazy person like honestly I was like oh my god oh my god Kieran please Kieran please and Jack the psychologist was giving me updates too yeah I get a text from Jack saying oh my god goal and I'm like guys stop everyone stop eating roast potatoes everywhere roast potatoes everywhere goal to yeah. who goal to who and he's like Tash I'm like oh my god oh my god um, and then yeah, I was like, oh my god, we need a second one. I can't deal with this. Um, and luckily, Barrett, Barrett, who's in form, um, yeah, slots one. So yeah, what, gave us a heart attack. We thought we should missed it for about two yards out. Yeah, I know. It was, <laughs> when it hit the bar, we all got our hands on our heads, thinking no. <laughs> it was close. I did see that. I was like, I was going to ignore the fact that she nearly missed it, but yeah. yeah we'll, we'll throw that in there. She's had some sticks, so we'll throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and. Uh, and Sarah, you know, you had to make a few saves. No respect to this league, but there's been a few games where you've just been standing like, I want to say a statue. I'm sure you still do bits and bobs. You still make sure you're still making sure defenders are in their place. But th these sort of games, you've had to really get involved and make a few get saves. Any key moments from you in this game that you can remember? 
Um, there was probably one save. Laugh brings it up. She keeps asking me how many times I've watched it on the like replays. I know she's watched her free kicks several times. Yeah. But I think it was it was one nil. It was beginning of the second half where they've um crossed the board and like the girls coming at the back post and had like a header. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think everyone thought it was going to go in. Even the bus driver thought it was going to go in. <laughs> but somehow I managed to get a hand to it and put it round. I think I think if they equalise, then that probably turns the momentum into their favour. Yeah. So to like keep that out, and then obviously we pushed on and got the second goal just to see it through. Then. Mm. Yeah, we joke about before um, with some of the girls. I think I probably have said it on here as well. Sometimes um, I feel like you just have a bit of a joke with us. <laughs> like the ball's coming towards you, and you know you've got it, but you like to just leave it a bit longer, make us sweat a little bit, and then just sort of claim it. It's like Sarah, please, just. <laughs> But we all there know was, there, was, there was one on Sunday where the girls headed it. I've caught it, and Laugh was like, "Go down, go down." So I've like caught it, stood there for a minute, and then like just fell to the floor. Yeah. 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 She's just running off like laughing. But, but yeah, you seem to have that that ability to make it look like oh my god, everyone's like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But you just know that you're in full control. Um, yeah. I mean, I think your stats this season: thirteen appearances, ten clean sheets. So it's not bad, is it? It's not bad. Take it. We'll take it. Pretty, pretty good start, not going to lie. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad at all. Um, and let, let's talk about some other keynotes in the game. It was a battle. That's what we were going to expect to have. Um, is there anything that you can remember in the game, Sarah, that, that happened? And I know there was a few players got yellow carded, so some fines going their way, um, I hear. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of course it was going to be a battle because it's two of the best teams in our division. There's always going to be some tackles going in. But um, anything that you can remember? Um, there's obviously like the standard Lucy Egan scrap um, on the edge of the penalty area with some of their players. Um, there was it wasn't a dirty game. I think towards the end, I think to, it, I think it meant so much to everyone, like to both teams, and I think the passion probably did. I don't know, take over at some points in the game, but we kept our cool and yeah, got the three points and no sending off. So that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, that is a good thing. And this is going to be a stupid question to ask now, but what was the mood like, you know, or what was your reaction when the full-time whistle hit? And what was the mood like? Just, of course, we've seen that video, as Blue said, that video, a lot of us have probably watched it many, many times. Just that relief and just that, ah, oh, just positivity because yeah. we've won this game, a massive game that we wanted to win. But what was the mood like and what was Joe saying at the end? Of course, tell us what you can, because we want to keep it in-house. But what was that? What was that? I think, obviously, when the whistle goes, it's a sort of relief and everyone, like, just lets it all out and then obviously everyone's running around hugging each other trying to shake hands with the opposition but they didn't really appreciate it and that's when it all sort of like kicked off a bit so we just sort of like pulled ourselves away and then went over to our fans and EK done her usual fist pump yeah. with our fans singing and yeah it was just relief and excitement they said it was like we've won the league but I think we were just so happy and just so like it meant a lot to us to win that game yeah, yeah, and and blue, you know, as a, as a captain, unfortunately, you know, with, with, with your injury and your surgery, you know, you weren't able to be there. I wasn't there either. But what was your, you know, we already said that already. But what was your feeling like? And did, have you messaged players? Have you spoken to players about thank you for getting that win? <laughs> yeah. So when it when it um, when we went to two 0 and then I was seeing ninety plus five minutes on Twitter, I was like, oh my god, surely, surely, yeah. please. And then it finished. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, not disbelief, but just so happy it was over. I think this is this fixture has always been a difficult one throughout. 
my career, especially with Joe, through when we when I was playing for Essex, we we often lost to Southampton. Um, we obviously last season played them away at St Mary's and had a really difficult day. Um, so it's it's kind of like the finally the one that's the one that counts most. We've we've delivered and it was so nice to see. But um, yeah, I Kieran called me actually. He FaceTimed me. I picked up and um, he showed me all the girls. I was just screaming. I was screaming. My parents ran through actually from the other room. They thought I'd fallen off the bed or something and hurt my knee. They're like, Blue, are you okay? Are you okay? No, we just won. Um, <laughs> so that was nice. Few, uh, so I just sort of screamed and then let them have, have their team talk. Um, but yeah, I put a few messages on the group chat thanking them. Um, but yeah, I was just so pleased for them. So pleased. Um, I'd, I'd sort of be getting updates all weekend about the mood of the the camp and you know how people are feeling and stuff like that but you never know what's going to happen um but I've got a question to ask you about uh Sarah so on the morning of the it might have been the evening did you guys go in the pool in the, in the <laughs> swimming pool a couple of the girls did you can probably guess the ones that did yeah um we were supposed to go there the Saturday night but we were a bit late at getting there so the okay. pool was shut by the time we got there so we had um breakfast and there was a bit of downtime so yeah. some of the thought they'd go for a splash in the pool <laughs> yeah I got they, they wanted to make use of the free free gym and the free pool basically Fair so enough. they thought they'd go for a swim but I think they got caught in like the hot tub and the sauna right yeah they got thrown out there by, by Nikki so yeah not surprised <laughs> yeah they, right. want, they want to do that every game now because apparently it brings good luck <laughs> mm. Well, the um the, the hotel looked very jazzy, looked very good. Kieran sent me a, a video of his hotel room, and I was like thinking, "Wow, that looks very good. It looks very expensive." Um, yeah. But um, was, once you got past the glass shower door and the yeah. glass door to the toilet, then yeah, it was nice. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that could have been awkward, but yeah, once you got yeah. past that, it was a really nice hotel. And obviously, we thank the sponsors for sorting out for us. Definitely. And um, I was saying off air to you, Sarah, you know, that I think that helps a lot, don't it, overnight? It's definitely when there's those sort of journeys, you know, would you say that definitely? Yeah, I think so. I think it just makes the whole like weekend more relaxed. Like obviously on a Sunday, you like have to do the traveling. So when you're actually there, you can just get up, have breakfast, go like we go, went for a walk in like the woods and stuff, go back and then have like pre-match and then you're like ready for the game rather than having to like worry about traffic and just yeah. like little things that can affect like your mental side of it. Definitely. And um, Blue, I'll let you have the final say on the Southampton win. Any other notes you want to say? Any, any other business on the Southampton win? I'm just going to keep saying that because it, it happened. I think oh, it's amazing. I'm so, so pleased that everyone, a lot of hard work has gone into that. And it's taken a lot of, I think, mental, mental challenge more than anything. Um, but yeah, it's it's one win of a few that we need, um, and there's 15 games to go. So although it is amazing, um, at some point we've got to realise, yeah, we've got 15 games left, um, and another that includes them coming back to us. Um, so yeah, we've got 15 more games. We'll focus on them now. But it's been it's been a nice one to make me smile and relieve a bit of the pain. Definitely bring it on for the um, round three of that that um, yes. battle with Southampton in April. Look forward to that. Uh, but now it's time to put a spotlight on you, Sarah, on your career. Um, I will start off with my first question. And it is actually just a question about you becoming a goalie. Because 
goalkeepers, sometimes they can be the characters, they can be the crazy players because you're going in goal, you're diving everywhere. But how did that sort of come about just becoming a goalkeeper? Is it a family member or did you just go, I like jumping around? It wasn't even that. It was like when I was younger, we had a game and we had no goalkeeper for one game. Ah. So I'm like, oh, who wants to? I was like, yeah, go on, it'll be fun. Fun for one off. Yeah. And it went a one off. I was there ever since. <laughs> fair, but, fair play. Yeah. Fair but play. I still um, like to score goals and stuff, but obviously I, I'm better at saving them. That's a little bonus question, actually, quickly before I go over to Blue. Have you scored a goal in your career? Had you had to come up for a corner or anything like that? Or no. from the other? No. Oh. <laughs> Still to come. Still I've to scored come. an academy game, but I got put up front, so that's kind of easier to score, but not, not as a goal. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. But Blue, over to you. Over to me. So you're originally from Norwich, or you live yeah. there now? Um, so, so did your did your youth career start at the other side, the yellow and green team? Yeah, so I started playing for Marbarton. You might have heard okay. of me because you're kind of from this way. And then I got into Norwich PDC to start off with. Yeah. It was quite late that I went until about under 12s. Okay. So then I went into the Centre of Excellence, um, done the Norwich Centre of Excellence all the way up to under 16s. Yeah, and then at that point there wasn't like anywhere to go, other than straight into women's football. There mm-hmm. weren't like an academy or like a, co- a college team to go to. But my um coach at the time, her sister, worked for Arsenal, so she got me the trial at Arsenal Academy. Yeah, see, that was when I moved away from Norfolk for a bit to go and study and play football. Very nice. And so, did you did you move in with a host family, or did you move in some of the girls, or how did that work moving from Norfolk to London? Yeah, so um, it was Arsenal Academy, so that was based at a college. So there was, I think, there was four or five houses on site. So all the Arsenal Academy girls like lived together. Um, nice. So we yeah literally lived on the site of the college, so we could just walk to walk to lessons every morning, then walk to training. It was good. It's a bit of a shock to get into when you're 16 and you're moving like that far away from home but everyone's in like the same position so you're all sort of like with each other and going through it together yeah not bad that is it walking no. walking to lessons and walking to football bloody hell not bad <laughs> well blue of course you had to do it when you went to manchester you know that's a long way to go as well so what was that like as well for you yeah so i i did similar at 16 um I was still playing it was Norwich ACC so I was playing for them a bit but I was also playing for Essex um so yeah I moved to Manchester um to with like a host family but I kind of just rented a room off a lady I didn't really see her that much um so yeah I I I enjoyed the experience I enjoyed the independence to be honest um but obviously came back to Ipswich because this is the place to be this is the place to be. It is um, the place to be. <laughs> and Sarah, you know, when you're at Arsenal, um, I don't know if I've got my facts right. I'm taking this off Kieran's article when, when you first signed. Um, you're part of the, the team that won the FA Cup. You know, what what sort of players back then? Sorry, I say back then. I don't want to age you. Uh, <laughs> so I always do that. I did that with Bonnie when I spoke to her. But um, any any particular players who were in that squad who had, you know, big careers and, you know, able to to learn from and, you know, were just part of that team? Yeah, so that um, when I was there, it was when Arsenal was sort of like unbeatable. They won everything. So it was when like Kelly Smith was there, Alex Scott was there. Um, Alex Scott actually coached, uh, teached at the college for a bit, and then Kelly Smith was my mentor as well. So that's oh my God, 
<laughs> some good good people to lean on. But yeah, I was um third choice goalkeeper then it was like academy, so like you can be in the squad if we've got friendlies and you might play. But just still to be part of like an FA Cup day, it's pretty special to be fair. Mm. Of course you um you had another FA Cup day uh, with Chelsea, unfortunately on the losing side this time. Um yeah. But how did the move to Chelsea come about? You know, you just, just ended a road at Arsenal. You just felt like you needed to move on and try something different. Of course, still in London. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, you when you're at college, it's okay to keep going reserves. But obviously, that gets to a point when you need to make, make that next step. So um, I'm not really sure how it came about, to be fair. But I went into Chelsea and I was second choice to Carly Telford. And she was probably she was a really good goal like goalkeeper to learn off because she's had so much experience. But yeah, she got injured in the league game the weekend before the FA Cup semi final. <laughs> like, there you go, you're playing in that. <laughs> so yeah, it was it's probably the best way. You can't really get too nervous when you're just sort of like thrown in the deep end and there's not really any pressure on you because it was again it was against Arsenal who were expected to win that game. Yeah. Um, they had all the big stars playing for him. But we turned up about 10 minutes before kickoff, had a quick warm up, <laughs> went, out there, went out there and beat him 2 0. Unbelievable. <laughs> it, that unbelievable. was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Clean sheet. Yeah. Well, I've got peppered with shots the whole game. It was probably the best game I've ever played, to be honest. Really? So you'd say out of your whole career, that game was probably the best of your career? Yeah. Literally, like everything just hit me and. Yeah, like nothing could, nothing went in. Like everyone defended so well, and uh, to beat Arsenal, who were expected to win with all the players they had and all the experience they had, yeah, that was that's pretty special. Yeah. Who are um, who are in the Chelsea team then? Is any any key key players there who have gone on to have careers as well? Well, they probably still had a career there, but cause they were at <laughs> Chelsea. But yeah, <laughs> God, this puts me on the spot now. So obviously, oh. Telford was the goalkeeper. Um, who else was there? Claire Rafferty was there. Yeah. Um, Kate Longhurst, who now plays for West Ham, was there. Yeah, there's a lot of girls who have made like good careers for themselves in like different mm. leagues. Mm. And, um, well, oh, carry on, Blue. I don't want to steal your thunder. Okay. Um, so, following on from that, um, just a quick question about your career. I, don't, I remember asking you and Bonnie, maybe when you first joined, um, who the best player you've ever played against or played with. Yeah, played like on the same pitch with maybe on your team, and why? Not necessarily the one that everyone goes to, but the, I don't know some someone that shocked you a little bit, and you're like, yeah, they were unbelievable at this, or they just stood out. Um, probably Farrah Williams, to be fair, when I was at Liverpool. Yeah, obviously she'd had quite a rough upbringing, so when we weren't training, she would coach the homeless. So we right. like went with her because obviously we had nothing to do during the day, um, to help coach the homeless kids. And like just to see that side of her because you look at her and you think, oh, she's quite hard, and but she's got like that soft side as well. Yeah. And she like treats everyone the same. Like we'd go around to hers and she'd make us cocktails and stuff. <laughs> 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 just like to make you fit in, really. Like she'd just treat everyone everyone the same. Yeah. And obviously her knowledge and experience got her to like she's probably most capped England player, I think, isn't she? And what she's yeah. done for the women's game is massive. Yeah, mm. huge. Mm. Huge, huge, huge. And you mentioned, you know, Liverpool there. Um, of course, you moved to Liverpool after Chelsea. Um, what was that like then, moving to to, to Merseyside, Liverpool? And of course, you went on to win 
the Super League in your first season. Um, yeah. And also during that time where you did, unfortunately, did you have, have a, a second job or was that your full time job at the time? Um, that was a full time. Well, I say it was a full time job. We weren't training full time. So okay. we there was a lot of waste of time, probably where I could have got a job, to be fair. But you're young and yeah. you think, oh, yeah, I'm a full time footballer. Don't you? And you just want to make the most of it. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think a couple of us didn't work, so a couple of us would do like an extra session during the day and obviously go to the gym and things like that. But yeah, it was a good experience to see Liverpool and live in Liverpool. It's a real eye-opener. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. And of course, back then, sorry to say that again, of course, the Super League has, has grown and grown and it's got better and better. Um, did you see that, you know, coming through, just seeing the progression of the women's football in general, just the Super League growing, more teams coming in, more money coming in, which is good? Um, I don't think anyone saw it at the start. I think, mm -hmm. obviously, that was what everyone wanted it to happen, to be this massive league where everyone would, like, tune in and watch, like, the Super League, which is what's happening now. But I think it's taken a long time to get there and hopefully in time like more leagues will be professional. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. And then we, we, we asked you this and we, we said actually on the last pod is um, the, the different stadiums you played in. Is there any ones that you really like playing in? And have you played much abroad as well? Um, no, never really played abroad. Um, yeah. Probably Emirates is the best stadium as an Arsenal fan. I'll throw it yeah. in there before you say mm. I'm a Norwich fan. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, yeah, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> so to play at the Emirates is um, that was a pretty amazing experience. Um, and I think we done Anfield as well when I was at Liverpool. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, blue, blue were like that. Blue were like that. Yeah. Anfield. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. We got to go to a men's game as well, and like when they walk out and they start singing, yeah, oh. it just gives you goosebumps. It's oh. probably one of the best games I've been to. Oh, dream of that. I dream of that. So jealous. So you jealous. need to go. It'll literally give you goosebumps when they oh. start to walk alone and literally the whole stadium singing it. I get goosebumps when I bloody watch it on TV. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there on my sofa, like, oh my god. Imagine, <laughs> like, um but yeah. How long were you at Liverpool for? Uh, I think it was a year and a half, two years. Okay. Yeah, and then um it was quite brutal. The manager said he was going to get someone in from America to be number one. So I was like, I'm not really going to hang around just to sit on the bench. So that's when I moved back down this way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Of course, London is where your base has been pretty much because, of course, yeah. it was Millwall, then London Bees. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was that just, that was just what was on offer and you just went, yep, yeah, I'm happy with London or was there any other options? You go anywhere. I know Bonnie's gone everywhere. She was went down to Yeovil and all that. She's done the country. Yeah, so when I when I moved back down from Liverpool, um, my manager knew the coach at Millwall. So he was like, oh, like, we really want you to get involved. So that was kind of the only really option I had at the time. But I was, well, I've lived pretty much lived in Norwich the whole time and just travelled down to London. So, yeah, I travelled down for the Tuesday and the Thursday training sessions, which was, which was hard until you get used to it and then you kind of get used to it. And, yeah, it's good. It's a good place to go. Yeah. Obviously, like from this area, there's not many teams that play at a high level, so you always have until to now, until now, yeah, yeah. The scene before, like Ipswich got to where we are, there wasn't really anywhere yeah. around this area, so you kind of had to travel and had to move away to play at a good standard. Yeah, yeah, and which is probably I think what Blues fan as well. To be fair, you've probably gone through the same thing. Yeah, sadly, um, but hopefully we're going to change that now. Um, 
fingers crossed for promotion this year. But I've got a question about, obviously you moved here from um, you're at B's last season, um, dropping down a league to play yeah. for Ipswich. Was that ever a worry in your mind? Like, oh, I'm dropping down a league. I'm a bit, were you ever worried about the standard, the level? Or... It, was, it wasn't a worry at the standard because there was a lot of girls doing it. Um, it was more to me like it was going to be a long-term project. And obviously I'm quite older. So I was like, I might not be there to see it through sort of thing. Like I don't want to, obviously I didn't, don't know if we're going to get promoted this year, but if we didn't, it could be like a two or three year thing. Yeah. So that was kind of like main, my main concern is like, will I be there to like see it through? But I decided I'd I'd take the chance. I reckon you've still, yeah, I reckon you've still got a few years left in you. I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> Touch wood, nothing happens, and I'm all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do, do you think it helped you? Because you know you had Bonnie and Livy as well signing at sort of same time. Do you think that sort of helped? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I, like me and Bonnie spoke quite a bit, like when we were talking about like, coming to Ipswich, and she'd been to a couple of sessions before I like said I'd come down and she was like do it she was like it's such a good club like it's so well organized the training's so good the girls are so good she was like just just do it so yeah <laughs> that kind of, and then as soon as I come in and like got a feel for it it was like a no-brainer hmm. and I want to quickly just bring up you know you've Bob Blue already told your stats 10 clean sheets in 13 games. Um, I'm sure that's what you're proud of. Um, you know, when you first conceded your first goal, so to bring this up, I'm sure that was like, no, yeah. I've conceded a goal. But, uh, it would be nice to go through the whole season like to see one goal. But yeah, yeah, realistically, yeah, there was all, teams are always going to score just how we bounce back and score more than them. Yeah. And the clean sheets are a bonus. Definitely. And, and Blue, any other questions before we move on? I think... No, I think I'm. I think I'm happy with the knowledge I've tapped into. I'm sure there's lots more of ex- experiences and stuff like that to tap into. But at the minute, yeah, I'm happy. Okay. All right then. Well, let's move on then, Sarah. Thank you very much. Spotlighting your career from the beginning to not actually being a goalkeeper, but saying, well, we haven't got a goalkeeper, so you go and go to then, of course, joining us on the journey to the Super League. Um, of course, this weekend it's FA Cup weekend. Crawley Wasp are in town. Um, this is a game that we would like to win because the FA Cup is a competition we, we enjoy blue. Um, what's your thoughts going into this one? Um, unfortunately, you know, this is the game you got your injury in. Um, so we've already played already. You scored an absolute weldy goal of the season contender, definitely. Um, but what, what do you reckon then? Crawley Wasps, they're a, a team that, I think they're just a solid team at this level, aren't they? Yeah, a solid team, really solid team. I think it'll be a tough, tough game. It was when we played them, um, only won one nil. So yeah, it'll be a tough game. Um, I've seen their manager has just left, so I don't know whether that will affect anything or maybe give them a. I'm not sure it can it can go either way, can't it? Um, but yeah, no, it'll be it'll be a really tough game, um, and the FA Cup is always exciting and obviously has benefits in terms of the money side, um, which is key to the club, but also it's great fun. It's absolutely great fun. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a tough game, but one that we all look to win, I think. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, the men are playing on the same weekend. They're playing on, or they're playing on the Sunday, just like us. Um, our game is at one o'clock. Their game's at three. So, unfortunately, we may not have the 
as many fans as we normally do, but there'll be some may go, yeah, may sack off the men's game and actually go to the women's game just so they can have a nice little trip down the Felix Doe. Um, but Sarah, do you look forward to cup games? It's a nice little break from the league action. And also, it, can, it it's just good distraction, isn't it? Yeah, I think the FA Cup's like a competition that as soon as you start playing football, everyone wants to be part of it. Just like, you know, in the men's games, like anyone can beat anyone. And it's the same with the women's like side of it as well. Like, everyone just ups their game for the FA Cup because everyone wants to get that big team in the next round. Yeah. Hopefully, and... we can get past Crawley and get a big team. Oh, yeah. It's getting to that, get that bit now, isn't it? When bigger teams are coming in or maybe teams above. Well, that's just championship because we're that, we're that close now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is there another one or two rounds before they oh. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, I can't remember, but if if we were to get a big team, Sarah, what would be your dream draw? Um, I know you played them last time at Man City away, just to go to Man City's like academy stadium and just see their facilities because it's meant to be like amazing. So just to go there and like experience it would be pretty pretty special. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing them at the minute. Actually, they're a bit on the ropes, so it might be yeah, they are, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'd rather have him at Felix though, though, to play him yeah, on the, yeah, the yeah. bubbles and stuff. True. Yeah, definitely got to be Felix though. Um, yeah. And this is one question I asked Blue last week on the pod is about um, when we'd go away and travel. What's your go-to services food? What do you do? And what's, what? How? What do you do on away trips? Are you just a headphones user? Are you a chatty box? Or what do you do? Um, a bit of a headphone user, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Food-wise, at the services, me and Bonnie like a sneaky KFC on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> Although we have to hide from Nicola because sometimes she catches us and tells us off, so we have to quickly quickly hide in the corner to eat our KFC before she notices. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully she's not listening to this, otherwise she'll Ooh. she'll know know our secret. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. It's fine. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, what 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 are you listening to? What's what's your are you a motivational music or is it just chill music? What 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 are you listen to? Just a bit of everything, really, like yeah. chart music. Yeah, I can listen to anything pretty pretty laid back and just, yeah, whatever. Any bit of Ed Sheeran now and again. Can't beat a bit of Ed, can you? So. And this podcast. As this well, podcast. And obviously, this podcast, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. I'm a valuable listener as well. Yeah. I think you have some podcasts, so. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. You've you've praised it. You've praised it. I'm re- I'm I'm pleased about that. Um, I'm, I don't know if you'll be listening to this one back because you're on it. Um, yeah, but you... not because my accent comes out and it doesn't sound the one. Yourself, does it? It's not the one. No, 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 no. Um, but one final thing really is um predictions. What do you reckon then this Sunday? Mm. Be or blue, blue. You go first. Me. Yeah. Mm. It's hard when you don't get a sense of like training and you haven't been in in around. But I'm gonna go two nil, two nil us. Yeah, it's not a bad shot. Tough yeah, game, it's scrappy, but two nil. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. I think go after Sunday's game, everyone's on a high, so I think they'll go into this game flying. So yeah, I reckon. I reckon two nil is probably a good shot. To be fair, I'll take that. I'll take another clean sheet. Yes, clean sheet. Always, always got to be a clean sheet. Always, always. Um, but there we go then. Uh, Sarah, thank you very much for joining us. Our special guest today. Lou, thanks once again for joining me as my co-host, the women's captain. And um, all the best with your recovery. It's great that it was success. And um, hope everybody's enjoyed listening to another edition of the Track the Girls Talk podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, subscribe. Follow us on all the socials on Kings of Anglia. And bring on this Sunday. The FA Cup is in full swing again. 
and then we'll bring on the rest of the league. We'll be back next week to talk about that Crawley Wasp game and all the other bits and bobs around it. Uh, Sarah Blue, thanks once again, and there we go. Thanks very much. Yes, thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.